0: Good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the
1: Vanguard. For Spike, I can't th- my room for anything. No, I- nothing. For Spike, how and I am Matt Ray, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom.
2: I think you might be using the wrong microphone.
1: I checked it right before we started.
3: No, it's this one.
2: Oh. Well, then I guess Zoom is going to just, that's going to be okay. the one that we have with it, Zoom today. Is, is this better? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, hmm. thanks so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of Biden-geddon, I don't know what we're calling it, uh, of the Joe Biden uh whatever he's called what is the congress address to congress not a definitely not a state of the union that's that would be completely different than, than what this is uh folks thanks so much for tuning in and uh be sure to like and share and subscribe to this right now uh if you have not already however you are watching or listening to this be sure to like it uh and uh and also to follow us and subscribe to us and if it's on youtube hit the bell so that your phone can explode every single time we go live and be sure to share this right now so that everyone can stay can get in touch with this and see all of our libertarian podcasts during the weekdays give the gift of muddy waters today kids love it
1: kids love it and it's like the freest gift you can give
2: it is i don't know what happened to your audio but yes it is the best gift that you, get, that you can give, first and foremost, of course. Allow me to thank the
1: fine people over at siestacava.com for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. If you are one of those out there who want to try the libertarian Kool-Aid, go to siestacava.com today.
2: And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious, purified drink of ultra-pure water that's made of the exact amount of hydrogen and oxygen that is required to make water for this water. Bolivinaka. Bolivinaka. Well, let's go uh, through the uh, the sponsors here real quick, because uh, we are about to have Joe Biden come in and not give the State of the Union and instead give a thing that is like just, I don't know why, how it's any even remotely different. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related thing in the thing. And if you want to do with that, then you can become a member on the Facebook group, Libertarian Party, Waffle House Caucus, and you can also buy stuff that has this logo on it by going to muddywatersmedia.com slash store, which is, that's definitely do that. Uh, Gravy King, Nug of Knowledge, uh, smokable CBD products. Uh, Nug of Knowledge is not like the other people that are selling you weed because they give money, uh, part of the proceeds of what they sell, to help fight the war on drugs. Uh, They also have a a compassionate use program where they give their product uh, away to veterans and people with disabilities and people who are unable to afford weed. Uh, People who use this say that it helps with their joint pain, uh, with their uh, inflammation, and for just a a much-needed pick-me-up. That comes from smoking weed. So if you want to buy weed, go to nugofknowledge.com and use checkout code SPIKE for 10% off. Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania Governor. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you want to help him run as the, as the very first Libertarian Governor out of Pennsylvania, then go to Joe Soloski. That's J O E S O L S O J O E S O L O S K I.com and see how you can help him today. The appropriately named Mud Water coffee alternative. If you woke up this morning drinking coffee and you went, "Damn it to hell, I hate all of this. I'd like something instead that has masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that's it." Then we have some great news for you, friend, because if you go to muddywatersmedia.com/mud, you can drink exactly all of those things and literally nothing else. And it tastes good. I drink it, uh, and it's actually very good. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Jack Casey, who has made this, this book, you know, they should they say that you should never judge a book by its cover, Matt. So that's exactly what we're going to do with our next sponsor. Uh, this book series called the Royal green by a fellow libertarian and author by the name of Jack Casey. Let's take a look at all these, these covers. They look pretty cool. Uh, let's hope the actual words inside are as cool. Wait, a, wait, a wait a damn second. Is that a a ring with a a shadow in the shape of a sword mat
1: i believe it is i believe it is uh that probably means something deep right right yes, definitely yes i mean maybe i don't know probably. Uh, probably and the sequel it's got a butterfly and eyes and stuff all over all over that well look there, there, is that a knife in that one there it has a knife, a knife too. A sword?
2: Yeah. every every everything in this has knives uh I'm not sure what any of this
1: means. No clue.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the point is, this book series, it's either going to be the best thing that you've ever read. It might possibly be the worst thing you've ever read. There really is no in-between with this. Anything that has a butterfly with a knife on it, that's probably going to be either really good or terrible. Uh, We have no idea. Uh, But you'll know uh, if you go to theroyalgreen.com and uh, buy more now. Buy it now. Buy this book. Buy all these books now. Yep. also if you live in florida and after reading this book you find yourself to hate it so much that you believe you've been personally injured by it you can contact personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law and uh he will sue jack for that and get you lots of that sweet this book was terrible money by going to chris reynolds we're now pitting our sponsors against each other and uh if you go to chris reynolds uh he probably can't sue about the book i doubt that that's going to stand up in court but if you do find yourself actually injured uh like really badly to the point where you need money uh from it then chris reynolds can help you get that structured settlement uh so that you can then call jg wentworth and get it all as one big payout i don't know how lawsuits work um but i like that <laughs> but at any rate uh chris he'll be able to explain it to you far better than i can even though i am jewish technically um so speaking technically. of te- technically Jewish. So Matt, speaking of Jews, Washington DC. Yep, there's a lot so, of them there. There's a I've heard there are some there. Um yeah. So Joe Biden's already started. We're actually going to go back to when he did start. Uh he only started a couple of minutes ago. So we're just going to go in Somebody had to be
1: on Fox News, so we had to start Yeah,
2: Someone had had to be on Fox News, so we're going to just go ahead and go back to when he he started. And we're going to start live reacting to that about three minutes ago.
1: (laughs) Oh, look at Joe coming in for the first time
2: today. Joe Biden out of nowhere coming in right now. See, the beauty of this being just a little bit delayed is we don't actually have to stay for all this. We can just start.
1: This. I mean, we can skip right through stuff. We can
2: literally skip to, oh, wow. He got up there fast. This man ambles. You know, like
1: for, for being 78, he's got quite the gait.
2: He definitely got up there fast. I wonder if she's gonna rip it up this time.
1: He's gonna frame it right there.
2: Members of Congress. I have the high privilege and distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. is Is he going to wear the mask the whole time? No, he's... Oh, okay, okay, I was going to say.
0: Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be back.
2: It's good to be back. He, he's never. Oh, well, he, he was, was in the truck, back. I understand. Yeah, it's, it's good to
0: be almost yeah, home. He was, he was also in, in the Senate. Down center. the hall. <laughs> anyway, thank you all. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President.
2: Oh, are we doing the thing? Okay. No
0: president has ever said those words. From this podium, no president has ever said those words, and it's about time. First lady and her husband. Second gentleman. Chief Justice, members of the United States Congress, and the Cabinet, distinguished guests, my fellow Americans.
2: Okay, that's While
0: my the uh, setting tonight is familiar, this gathering is just a little bit different, a reminder of the extraordinary times we're in. Throughout our history, presidents have come to this chamber to speak to Congress, to the nation and to the world oh, good. to declare war, to celebrate peace, to announce new plans. I got 20 bucks he declares war. Tonight, <laughs> I come to talk about fact, crisis and war right opportunity, now. about rebuilding the nation, revitalizing our democracy, and winning the future for America. I stand here tonight, one day shy of the 100th day of my administration hundred days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation we all did that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. The worst attack on our democracy of the since lockdowns. the Civil War. Now, after just 100 days, I can report to the nation, America is on the move again.
2: It's funny because this is kind of symbolic of how his crowds were during the campaign. Paralyn, the possibility,
0: (laughs) crisis to opportunity, setbacks in the strength. We all know life can knock us down, but in America, we never, ever, ever stay down. Americans always get up. Today, that's what we're doing. America's rising anew, choosing hope over fear, truth over lies, and light over darkness. After 100 days of rescue and renewal, America's ready for a takeoff, in my view. This we're is just again.
2: nothing but platitudes. This is like Saturday, Saturday Night Live wrote it. Like, he's Dreaming not going to say anything of any. Again. It's just.
0: We have shown each everything's each other, better because
2: Americans everything's never, fine. Never <laughs> th- Americans <laughs> never give up, they never let down, they never surrender. We're ago, a fight on this island. America's like I mean, it's just literally just platitudes.
0: We had to act. And thanks to the extraordinary leadership of Speaker Pelosi, Majority Leader Schumer.
2: This is so bad you've discussed the overwhelming Matt, support and he's of the left. American
0: people, Democrats, Independents, too. and Republicans. We did act. Together we passed the American Rescue Plan.
2: I mean, I'm One of the most
0: consequential to. rescue packages in American history. Why, why does it keep going? We're already around. seeing the results.
2: Yes, we are already seeing mass inflation from your rescue, rescue package. Anyone who has tried to buy any lumber After or uh, hardwood or any kind of supplies coal coal knows, yeah, we're shots, seeing the results. The, the cost of everything is through the roof. Days.
0: We will have provided over 220 million COVID shots in those 100
2: days. Thanks to all the help of all of you. I mean, isn't that, that's kind of something you inherited, though?
0: With your help.
2: Like, you want to talk about inheriting something?
0: Federal resource.
2: Whoever was president was going to be responsible for the the COVID vaccination because that already was set in place.
0: Where the poorest of the poor can be reached. We're setting up community vaccination sites, developing mobile units to get the hard-to-reach communities. Today, 90 percent of Americans now live within five miles of a vaccination site. Everyone over the age of 16, everyone is now eligible to get vaccinated right now, right away. Go get vaccinated, America. Go and get the vaccination. They're available. You're eligible now.
2: If the Zodiac killer wants me to get the vaccine, I already don't want to do it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, if Ted Cruz is that confident about it, I'm. I feel pretty secure in my decision not to get it.
0: Over 65 people aren't going to wear a mask on, fully on the Capitol anymore. Senior deaths from COVID-19 are down that? 80% since January. Down 80% because of all of you. And more than half of all the adults in America what is have gotten that? at least one shot. A mass vaccination center in Glendale, Arizona. I asked the nurse, I said, what's it like? She looked at me and she said, <laughs> it's like every shot. Is giving a dose of hope.
2: That didn't happen. A
0: dose of that hope. Did, no, that didn't that, happen. No way did hope that did happen. An educator yeah. in Florida I mean, was a child suffering from an autoimmune disease. Wrote to me, said she's worried, and she was worried about bringing the virus home. She said she then got vaccinated at a at a large site in her car. She said she sat in her car when she got vaccinated and just cried, cried out of joy, and cried out of relief.
1: That didn't Parents.
0: Seeing seen the smiles on the kids' faces for those who are able to go back to school because the teachers and school bus drivers and cafeteria workers have been vaccinated.
2: Grandparents. They were. The, the teachers have been saying, or the parents have been saying open the schools the since this time last year. They were not waiting for anyone to get vaccinated.
0: It means everything. Those things mean everything. You know, there's still, you all know it. You know it better than any group of Americans. There's still more work to do to beat this virus. We can't let our guard down. But tonight, I can say, t- because of you, the American people, our progress these past 100 days against one of the worst pandemics in history has been one of the greatest logistical achievements, logistical achievements this country's ever seen.
2: Then you can't take credit for it what else? because you've been president for three what months. Done in those
0: first hundred days, been president for ninety-nine days. We kept days our commitment, that... Democrats and Republicans, of sending fourteen hundred dollar rescue checks to eighty-five percent of American households,
2: and sticking them with eight thousand dollars in debt for it, with interest.
0: It's making a difference. You all know it when you go home. For many people, it's making all the difference in the
2: world. Who? Who See, is this making? Who is $1,400 after months of not being able to work? This has made all the difference in the world for whom?
0: Put on the table and saved her and her son from eviction from their apartment. Grandmother that $1,400 saved Virginia them
2: from Virginia eviction? From eviction and put food the on the table.
0: To the eye doctor. Something she said she put off for months because she didn't have the money. One of the defining... Images, at least from my perspective in this crisis, has been cars lined up, cars lined up for miles.
2: At food banks, because they lost their jobs and because of the lockdowns and they weren't allowed to work, while multi-billion dollar corporations like Walmart and Target and Costco stayed open, even though you were far more likely to catch COVID there than in a small business, they were lined up for miles
1: of their own is going
3: to say lined up for miles at a no gas station.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's another one lined up for miles uh, to get into a shelter because the cost of living is going through the roof and they can't afford a roof over their heads. And fourteen hundred dollars did not make the difference.
0: We're also providing rental assistance. You all know this, but the American people, I want to make sure they understand keeping people from being evicted from their homes. Providing loans to small businesses that reopen and keep their employees on the job. During these 100 days, an additional 800,000 Americans enrolled in the Affordable Care Act when I established a special sign-up period to do that. 800,000 in that period.
2: We're you just admitted the that they can't afford their own health care. Ever
0: investments, ever, <laughs> in improving health care for veterans. Critical investments to address the opioid crisis. maybe most importantly thanks to the american rescue plan we're on track to cut child poverty in america in half
2: this year just reopening businesses and ending the lockdowns would cut child poverty in more than half because child poverty has nearly doubled in the last year so a lot of this is just as things start to reopen As governors who are facing recall are reopening, things are just naturally coming back, at least somewhat, just because they're letting people work and go outside and associate with others again. For someone who says he wants to talk about everything he inherited, he sure doesn't want to recognize the things he's inherited.
0: In the first hundred days than any president on record, the International Monetary Fund...
2: I want to get angry about watching this, but we actually like, decided we wanted to watch it.
0: we estimating our economy will grow at a rate of more than 6% this year. That'll be the fastest pace of economic growth in this country in nearly four decades.
2: Because the I mean, country shut down last year.
0: Can't it's stop. It's easy, to break,
1: it's easy to break records when the year before nothing was allowed to be open.
2: Right. That's that's a good way to have quite an economic recovery. And meanwhile, Trump was doing this after the worst part of, this, of the of the shutdowns and the, the economic devastation that came from it when things started to rebound. And well, this is the strongest month we've ever had. So I mean, this is not just a, a Joe Biden thing, but I mean, talk about skewing skewing data
0: has literally transformed America. Our attitudes as well as our opportunities. The transcontinental railroad, the interstate highways, United two oceans and brought a totally new age of progress to
2: the United States. Is he taking credit for the transcontinental railroad system?
0: Universal public schools and college aid opened wide the doors of opportunity. Scientific breakthroughs took us to the.
2: You have so ruined education with government involvement that you're now having to expand it on both ends. You're having to introduce pre-K universal and uh, a universal community college now because kids aren't learning in that K through 12. Now, thankfully, during the pre-K and during the, the 13, uh, uh, the, the college and up, uh, you're allowing for them to still have choice instead of putting them ghettoizing them into mono- into geographic monopolies that are run by the government for now anyway. Uh, but When the federal government got involved in education, we went from number one in education. Now we're somewhere in the 20s and we've spent three trillion dollars. And anyone who has a kid in public schools can tell you what that's led to. Um, That's not exactly something I would I would harp on. It's clean. Look at that turtle.
0: And today, up to 10 million homes in America and more than 400,000 schools and child care centers have pipes with lead in them, including drinking water. A clear and present day. I thought he was taking credit for that. He
2: is. That's not good. The American Jobs Plan
0: creates jobs replacing 100 percent of the nation's lead pipes and service lines. So every American can drink
2: clean water. Say in the comments if you believe that we're going to at the end of the Biden administration, that we're all lead pipes are going to be gone. Just Go ahead and drop that in the comments if you, if you think that's actually going to happen. Since they've been talking about doing it for at least 20 years now.
0: The right. rural America that still doesn't have it. This is going to help our kids and our businesses succeed in the 21st century economy. And I'm asking the vice president to lead this effort, if she would. Because I know it'll get done. <laughs> and, and get the
2: you are under arrest and put in prison for whatever she was just he was just talking about
0: storms hacks catastrophic failures with tight tragic results as we saw in texas and elsewhere during the winter storms the american jobs plan will create jobs that lay thousands of miles of transmission lines needed to build a resilient and fully clean grid we can do that
2: say nuclear say nuclear or don't Pretend that you want a, 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 a good grid because anything that is not built around the most state, there was one form of energy that was still able to be provided during most of that winter storm, and that was nuclear.
0: Two million women have dropped out of the workforce during this pandemic. Two million. And too often because Just they women. couldn't get the care they needed The care. Only
2: for- women have been affected.
0: Anyway. All right who needs help. Eight hundred thousand families are on the Medicare waiting list right now to get home care for their aging parent or loved one with disability. If you think it's not important, check out in your own district, Democrat or Republican. Democrat or Republican voters. Their great concern, almost as much as their children, is taking care of an elderly loved one who can't be
2: can't afford anything because you've robbed them for Social Security for their entire life, and now they can't afford their basic care. Keep in mind when you're hearing Joe Biden talk about all of his solutions to all the problems that we're facing. Keep in mind that Joe Biden was in the Senate since 1973 and was one of the top people in multiple Senate committees, and was one of the ch- and was a chair of multiple Senate committees, and then was Vice President for eight years. One of the few things that Donald Trump said last year that was true was when he would talk about the fact that Joe Biden, for all the people to talk about what they're going to do. Why didn't Joe do or propose any of this? Why did he instead push all the policies that have led to the bad outcomes that he's now talking about? But now he's totally going to fix it, working with all those same people in the Senate that helped him make the problem in the first place.
0: Jobs. American Jobs Plan will put engineers and construction workers to work building more. In-
2: I assume the American Jobs Plan is this $2 trillion thing he wants to push.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's the infrastructure
1: plan that he has lined up. He's going to be announcing in a little bit a $1.8
0: trillion uh, child care bill. Wow. Farmers, farmers planting cover crops so they can reduce the carbon dioxide in the air and get paid for doing it. Look, think about it. There is simply no reason why the blades for wind turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing.
2: When crops die, they release the carbon.
1: So, so, real quick, he just said there's no reason that wind turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing. But yet, he wants to raise the corporate income tax, or the corporate tax, to 38% from the 23% that it is now.
2: There That's a good reason, reason not to grow them.
1: <laughs> there is a reason that you can't build those in Pittsburgh as opposed to Beijing. It's because you're going to be losing so much more of your profit by building them here.
2: Oh, Matt, you don't have to worry about that. We're going to grow crops, and they're going to suck up all the carbon, and then they're never they're never going to die and release it. They'll just they'll just hold it forever. Matt. And I might note about.
0: parenthetically. That does not not violate any trade agreement. It's been the law since the 30s, buy American. American tax dollars are going to be used to buy American products made in America to create American jobs. That's the way it's supposed to be, and
2: it will be in this administration. Remember when that was called nativism for four years?
0: (laughs) It Sounds like America first right there.
2: Yeah, it sounds like America first. That's pretty... Very dangerous talk there. My cabinet people,
0: their ability to give exemptions has been strenuously limited. It will be American products. Now, I know some of you at home are wondering whether these jobs are for you. So many of you, so many of the folks I grew up with, feel left behind, forgotten in an economy that's so rapidly changing. It's frightening. I want to speak directly to you because you think about it. That's what people are most worried about. Can I fit in? Independent experts estimate the American jobs plan will add millions of jobs and trillions of dollars to economic growth in the years to come.
2: for the low, low price of several trillions more in debt with the interest that future generations will have to pay off so that when they get old, they can tell whatever crony politicians in office. I feel a little left behind by all of this. Clearly, that'll fix it this time.
0: Acquire an associate's degree. The American Jobs Plan is a blue collar blueprint
2: to build America. Do you know why it requires an associate's degree? Because the government so screwed up K through 12 education that being a high school graduate effectively means nothing. It's not a, it's not, it doesn't demonstrate that you have any skills whatsoever. It just means that you, you know, made it through the scantron system of No Child Left Behind, which you were one of the main proponents of. So you're the have, reason why we now have to add another layer of schooling just to get a basic job.
1: No, so I, have, I have to disagree with you a little bit. The reason an associate's degree is... Uh, is required for basically anything nowadays is because they gave loans for school to everybody who wanted one and everybody believed that they, you know, needed to go to college.
2: That's true too. Yep.
1: So that, Therefore, they made having an associate's degree, yeah, you at least have to have that. That's the new book. The new
2: standard. Yep.
1: And then he, 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 that man, wrote the bill that said, you can't claim college debt on your bankruptcy, meaning that, all of that debt needs to get repaid somehow. You can't take it off on your taxes, hurting people who are trouble finding jobs after they go to college and they have all of this debt. He is the reason for all of it. Fixed it. Going
0: to fix it. An opportunity with more money. Women. And while we're doing this, let's get the Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. <laughs> Equal pay. They spent much too long. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind me.
2: Well, I mean, that would prove that it's not because you've got a vice president and a Speaker of the House. So that would, it's a powerful lagging indicator there, Joe.
0: (laughs) And some of you know more about this than I do. We'll see more technological change in the next 10 years than we saw in the last 50. That's how rapidly artificial intelligence. Is he
2: taking, is he taking credit for this? So
0: much more is changing.
2: Hmm.
0: And we're falling behind the competition with the rest of the world. Decades ago, our sex we used to invest 2% of our gross domestic product in America.
2: We're going to use American money for American sex robots.
0: Research and development. Today, Mr. Secretary, that's less than 1%. China and other countries are closing in fast.
2: We have to develop. He's China baiting like literally everything that they criticize Trump about. And we are no friends of the Trump administration on this show by any stretch of the imagination. Literally everything. This is blue MAGA. Someone said it in the comments. This is blue MAGA. It's the exact same thing that Trump was saying, but with just a little bit of rainbow uh, sprinkles on it. And it's the same. Uh, China's coming to take everything from us. we got to raise taxes and, and increase spending. Uh, we need to get more American jobs, so we need to raise taxes and increase spending and have more debt spending. Like, it's just it's the same nonsense over and over and over again. Uh, and, and you know, with very with just little hobby horse stuff thrown out like, oh, uh, uh, equal pay for women. And on the other side, were, oh, protecting the thin blue line. It's, it's cultural virtue signaling that is. Masking the fact that there's no real difference in policy between the two of them.
0: It's enhanced our security.
2: No, it, it well. The National Institute of Health,
0: said. the NIH, I believe, should create a similar advanced research projects agency for health. Do
2: you know why the vaccine came out as fast as it did? Was they actually just let them? Put it out there once it was still in trials so the companies that participated in operation warp speed actually got their vaccines out to the market after the ones who looked at warp speed and said well actually no if you just let us go and make it and don't restrict us we'll be able to get it out faster so you know why we would expand on that other than it helps feed big pharma there's no good reason to do it
0: H. they've excused the point of personal privilege and I forget you standing, Mitch, and saying, name it after my deceased son. It meant a lot. But so many of us have deceased sons, daughters, and relatives who died of cancer. I can think of no more worthy investment. I know of nothing that is more bipartisan. So let's end cancer as we know it. It's within our power. It's within our power to do it.
1: First of all.
2: Because no one thought of that before.
1: Right. I I think Trump promised it.
2: Trump promised it. We're going to end cancer. We're going to end cancer, Matt. I mean, I want to end cancer. Government, which is a type of a cancer, is the last organization I expect to help do anything but make cancer worse I w- this I was is gonna the, say, this anytime
1: is... that if he's declaring more on cancer cancer will win
2: cancer will win we will have cancer, cancer will cartels that are being sponsored by the cia all you have to do is declare yourself a cancer and uh, you'll have a toyota hilux filled with guns and ammo uh, pair uh, airdrop to your house that's going to get fact checked
0: i just want to be clear from my perspective doing nothing is not an option.
2: Shout out to Adam Weggs in the comments uh, who said that this is giving him cancer. Um, So Godspeed to you, Adam.
0: We can't be so busy competing with one another that we forget the competition that we have with the rest of the world to win the 21st century. Secretary Blinken can tell you, I spent a lot of time with President Xi Travel over 17,000 miles with him. Spent, they tell me, over 24 hours in private discussions with him. But over he the course to of him, we had a two-hour talk discussion. Talk to this guy for 24 hours? He's deadly earnest. About becoming the most significant consequential nation in the world.
3: Who
2: cares? I am not America. I am not the prestige of the US government, I am certainly not the major corporations that make trillions of dollars at the expense of people like me and everyone watching this who are just trying to live our lives. Who gives a shit which country or government is the most powerful one? Oh, well, they're restrictive. Yeah, no, our government's not restrictive. They just told us all to stay inside for a year. Oh, they're warmongering. No, our government definitely isn't warmongering. They're only the most warmongering government long term of any country on earth in its history. It, who cares? What I care about is the fact that this government, the one that claims to represent me, is robbing me and everyone I know to the tune of trillions of dollars a year to hand off to the cronies who put them in office this, this constant, oh, we got to be bigger than China. Why? Why can't we be freer than China? Why can't we be individually more prosperous than China? Why can't we have more autonomy and self-determination and freedom and liberty than China? That's what I care about. I don't care about our GDP compared to China, especially since those numbers are so manipulated in the first place by central banks. I don't care. Why should we care about this? Century
0: that 12 years is enough in the 21st century. I doubt it. 12 years is no longer enough today to compete with the rest of the world in the 21st century. Why? Why is it not? It
2: used to be. Not only did 12 years used to be more than enough to get an education to be able to compete with the rest of the world. Not only was it that, but it actually was one of the best places. What happened in the past, I don't know, 40 years or so since basically you've been in the Senate uh, that changed that? I wonder what happened Could it have been when the federal government decided that it was going to help with education and ended up institutionalizing it and turning it into a monopoly that was controlled at the top and instituting a bunch of policies that have nothing to do with education and everything to do with empowering teachers unions and crony corporations at the very direct expense of teachers and parents and students with no regard for the actual schooling or the quality of the schooling or the educational outcomes? I wonder why 12 years isn't enough anymore, Joe. We better make it 14. That'll fix it
0: something after high school. When you add two years of free community college on top of that, that fixes it. you begin to change the dynamic.
2: Everything. Two years. So we can do that. That's it. It's two years. Matt, just two years. Two years. That's all we needed.
0: And we thought the Bell number was program. 12. The it was 14. Black colleges and universities, tribal colleges, minority-serving institutions. The reason is they don't have the endowments.
2: But they're still The reason is their schools are so poorly managed and funded that they have single digit graduation rates. Tribal schools, some of them have effectively zero percent graduation rates and they aren't allowed. You think that your school, if you're not a native, you think that your school doesn't have any real autonomy outside of the federal government? Imagine if your school was run by the federal government. There was no school board. There was no administrator. It was just the uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs deciding what your schooling was. Go ask a native on a reservation what their schools are like, and then tell me that you want the federal government to be more involved in schooling.
0: If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. Joe, any country that out-educates us is going to out-compete us.
2: You've never heard that once. She'll be
0: deeply involved in leading this effort. Thank you, Joe.
2: Never. It's true if you've heard Second it once, you've heard it a thousand times because you haven't, we need, you haven't heard it. The American
0: Families Plan will provide access to quality, affordable child care.
2: We guarantee. Because if you thought ruined public schools were enough, imagine when they ruined child care.
1: They're, they're going to start it out younger. Like instead of just being pre-K, they're going to start the indoctrination before pre Toddlers, Pre-K.
2: two, three years yeah. old. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I, as soon as maternity leave for work ends they're going to start the indoctrination into the state and everybody's going to sit there and they're going to say well this is free free care so i need it so i can go to work and that way i can raise my kid and the schools and the the child care places will take them and they will start teaching them that this is necessary because of government and this is necessary because of government and within one generation it will be believed
2: It'll be it the is standard only
1: necessary that this is only possible with the help of government.
2: Exactly. And the only reason that we're even talking about this right now is the government has driven up the cost of living through taxation and debt spending and uh, uh, massive expansion of the monetary of the of the federal currency that we now are at a point where both parents have to work full time to not even be able to make ends meet, which means that they need to work and work and work, sometimes two and three jobs, which means the kids have to be taken care of. By whom? The government, of course. That'll fix it. By the way, when you're watching this and you're looking around, I'll, I'll wait to say this the next time they pan around to all the people. $200
0: there. in the pockets are going to help take care of your family. And that will help more than 65 million children and help cut child care poverty in half.
2: Okay. I want you to look it. at I want you to look at some of these people when they zoom in on their faces. And when you're told that, you know, government's going to fix things and government this and they they want you to think of this shining city on a hill, the very font of wisdom, you know, bestowing us with its its greatness. Look at these people. Look at these people that look like they should be in an emergency care center getting help. Look at these people who obviously have addiction problems and alcoholism and and are barely holding on by a thread despite all the makeup and everything they throw on them to try to make them look presentable. Look at these people for a moment and realize these are the people who claim to have better knowledge and authority over you than you do yourself. These people right here, these schmucks right here, Both sides of the aisle claim to know better than you how you should live. They claim to know better than your family how your family should operate. They claim to know better than you and the people that live in your community how your community should run. Despite all evidence to the contrary, despite decades and even centuries of proof that when they're put in charge of stuff, they just screw it up and they run up a massive bill, and they have no accountability for it, and they turn around and blame you for it. Look, just I, I, I'm i waiting for them to actually pay. Look at these people. At this, yes, look at these people and realize this is who is saying they should be running your life. I wouldn't want these people to bring in the cart, at a the shopping carts at a store I managed.
0: Anywhere in the world, right here.
2: Because they'd steal the quarters out of the little cart return thing.
0: Three times. For the same drug, nearly three times. <laughs> what other countries pay? We have to change that, and we can. Let's do what we talked about. For all-
2: yeah, look at Aldi. They have the thing where, when you put the cart back in, the, the the quarter comes out. You get hmm. you to return the cart.
1: Huh. Okay.
2: <laughs> they, these, I've these seen at airports. Well, that too. Yeah, like at the airport. I would. Would you trust Ted Cruz at an airport?
0: No. It <laughs> won't just help won't just people on Medicare. Low prescription drug costs for everyone. And the money we save, which is billions of dollars, can go to strengthen the Affordable Care Act and expand Medicare coverage benefits without costing taxpayers an additional penny. It's within our power to do it. Let's do it now.
2: The
1: reason, There's not a the single...
2: Go ahead. The
0: reason
1: that medication is so expensive is because of how many times that they need to, outside of Operation Warp Speed, they have to go through all of these trials and all of these tests to get through that as of seven years ago. I don't know what the stat is now. As of seven years ago, in order to get a drug from the concept all the way through production was on average $1 billion dollars. And you only had a few years to sell it before they would start making generics. So they had to jack up the prices on everything in order to try to recoup the billion dollars on that one, not including all the ones that failed, that they just lost money on.
2: Right. And not, in co- and the m- vast majority of drugs end up not making it to market in those trials. They find out during the trials that it doesn't work. Fine. So let them put it out. Let people who want to uh, purchase it go and purchase it. Let them be the trial participants who are paying for it. And if it works, great. You can expand it out and have everyone use it. And if it doesn't work, great. You move on back to the drawing board. But by doing this, what it does is it makes it where it robs uh, people of time to be able to actually get on these drugs if they do work uh, they then only have a limited period of time which means they're constantly pushing to make negligible changes to the formulary so that they can constantly be uh, re upped and, and not have generics come in and, and replace their drug uh, they put pressure on the insurance companies to only buy the newest version of it so that you can't get a generic version they make it illegal for you to go elsewhere and buy it generically and bring it back here shout out to Dan berman who's actually buying insulin and in mexico for 12 bucks a dose or 12 bucks a penny or whatever it is, and coming back to the U.S. and illegally selling it for 12 bucks at cost to show this is the exact same pen that you were spending thousands of dollars to get here, but because it's in Mexico, it's being made in Mexico and, 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 and sold in Mexico where they don't have all these regulations in place, I can sell it to you for $12. That, you want to talk about saving money? Just get the government out of it. Not only does it, it makes all forms of healthcare affordable. The fact is you constantly have Republicans and Democrats arguing over who should be paying for the large and growing cost of healthcare healthcare should it be the patient should it be the taxpayer should it be some combination in between why the hell aren't they arguing about why the bill is so damn high to begin with because it's their fault that's why they don't talk about it
0: it was when george w bush was president when he started 39.6% that's where it was when george w was president we're going to get rid of the loopholes allow americans to make more than a million dollars a year and pay a lower tax rate on their capital gains than Americans who receive a paycheck. We're only going to affect three-tenths of 1% of all Americans by that action, three-tenths of 1%. And the IRS is going to crack down on millionaires and billionaires who cheat on their taxes.
2: That's not what they do. It's
0: estimated to be billions of dollars
2: by think tanks (laughs) are left, right, and center.
0: I'm not looking to punish anybody. But I will not add a tax burden, additional tax burden, to the middle class in this country. They're already paying enough.
2: All taxes are a tax burden on the middle and poorer classes. When you Let's say we had a completely 100% progressive tax rate, okay? You paid 0% on the first, I don't know, $100,000 you made. And from a hundred thousand up to up, you know, going up from there, it eventually went up until you were paying ninety percent. You're paying ninety percent of your of your income. Anything over, let's say, a million dollars in taxes. All you're doing is taking that and adding over, adding that as overhead to the cost of the goods and services that you sell and rent out to everyone else. Which means that it's the people that are buying it that end up paying that final bill. You are the one that pay that final bill. It doesn't matter which income level is paying it. If you are the net consumer, If you were the end user, you're the one paying it. The poorer you are, the higher a percentage of your income is going towards just buying the things that you need to get by in life, which means the higher your de facto tax rate is, all taxes are a tax on the middle and lower classes. All of them. There is no such thing as a tax on the wealthy. It always goes back to you. And uh, and then the ones that, you know, can't find an artful way to pass it on to you. They just give up their citizenship. They just move their headquarters overseas and they keep selling you stuff here and you keep paying the tax for it. That's all that happens.
0: According to one study, CEOs make 320 times what the average worker in their corporation makes.
2: You- so this is the this is the CEO, which by the way, he's the one who's created the conditions for that. This is the CEO scapegoating where it's, uh, well, we got to tax them more. Ignoring the fact that those CEOs just pass on their, their taxes to you like we were just talking about. At the
0: same time, Roughly 650 billionaires in America saw their net worth increase by more than $1 trillion in the same exact period.
2: And for some reason, they saw fit to give you $200 billion in outside funding. I wonder why that is. Like specifically Joe Biden. I wonder why the richest people in this country would give Joe Biden and Donald Trump and their respective parties nearly half a, uh, what was it? No, or 200 million, uh, something, almost a billion dollars in funding uh, between these two candidates, Trump and Biden, their parties, and also lesser candidates down the ballot. I wonder why they'd give a billion dollars away to them. I just, I just wonder. Again, look at these people. These are the people that know better than you. They look like they barely made it out of their house.
0: What I'm proposing will help create millions of jobs and generate historic economic growth. These are among the highest values investments.
2: Oh, that's an excellent point. Christina says in the comments, yeah, part said- of the reason why the billionaires made so much money, they were allowed to keep their businesses open.
1: Yep. I, I just read that and I was like, yes, because over the last year and a half, Walmart, your Walmarts, your Publix, your uh, Costco's, your whoever in Publix, i love publics i'm not saying anything bad about the owner of publics or anybody else that is associated with publics Publix is heaven on earth um but but they were allowed to stay open for the last year and a half and mom and pop shops all had to close so they were making all of the money and they were figuring out ways to write it off because the uh because of all the government programs that were there to to help the people that own small businesses, people from Publix were taking, people from Costco were taking, people from Walmart were being able to take all of that money. And yep. they were being able to write off stuff on their taxes that were supposed to be going to small business owners. And that was all approved by Joe, well, not Joe Biden in this case, but by the people in his party, by the people that voted for him to be there.
2: And he and, and he was on the sidelines pushing for all these things to be passed. I mean, it wasn't like he was saying, oh, no, don't pass these these stimulus bills or don't pass these restrictions. He was 100 percent behind all of that. If he had been in office, he would have been pushing for it as well. You know, they tell you that you can't open your small furniture store, your small restaurant, because if, you know, 10 people are in the same building together, it's going to be a major risk. But all of us, let's all go to Costco and Walmart and Target and, and Matt's beloved Publix at the same time. Hundreds and thousands of us at a time, all crammed together because they also shut down. They, they made it where you know there was a, 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 a curfew time of when you could go there instead of being able to go 24 hours uh, so that where we used to go shopping at like 2 and 3 in the morning, we had to go with everyone else where we're now crowded together more than we've ever been before in our lives. But it's okay because we're all wearing masks. That'll fix it. Um, and then we wonder why the areas that have these restrictions actually, most states actually saw worse COVID numbers than the ones who didn't. Because it turns out when you herd people together into a select number of businesses for a select period of time, it actually leads to more spread. It also destroys small businesses. It destroys all the opportunity that's been created. It takes people that have spent years and decades building up a financial legacy for themselves and their households and their communities and creating jobs and creating a small business that they can live off of. They have everything decimated in a matter of weeks by schmucks like this who pretend they know better than the rest of us. And now he's going to sit here having gotten hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from the very same damn cronies that he helped benefit and says, oh, we need to raise taxes because they're making too much money. They know damn well what ends up happening. You pay that bill and they get all the stimulus spending.
0: The consensus is if we act to save the planet, we can create millions of jobs and economic growth and opportunity to raise the standard of living to almost everyone around the world.
2: Clearly, he's talking about nuclear energy because that would cut greenhouse gases, reduce the cost of energy, create millions of jobs. It would do, I, that has to be what he's talking about, Matt.
1: Yeah, the investments I proposed tonight—just uh, funding everything into uh, solar and wind, and uh, closing down oil, oiled, uh, oil wells, and coal mines—and um, just destroying jobs, making gas prices more expensive for everybody across the uh, nation, which no, of is a not. massive tax on the lower Mm-mm. and middle class, um, all in the sake of we need to do this for the economy and in the future it's going to create more jobs.
2: There's no way that's what he meant, Matt. This man clearly did not mean uh, introducing so-called renewables that actually make you more reliant on fossil fuels for the power grid because power grids require a constant stream of energy to be able to provide for our energy needs. And, of course, renewables are very unreliable and reliant on uh, environmental factors like the amount of wind that's out there and the amount of sunlight uh, and replacing something like nuclear that has a steady and consistent stream of energy, which is kind of perfect for a power grid, replacing it with something so unreliable liable clearly clearly he's not talking again look at these people just look at these people these are the people who wake up every day and say i know better than the 330 million people in their in this country how they should live
0: our commitment to human
2: they look like they needed help putting their socks on
0: and i pointed out to him no responsible american president
2: could the only reason that they're even here is because they lost their job at aldi uh, where they kept stealing the quarters from the from the shopping cart. The
0: president has to represent the essence of what our country stands for. What's that? If you return the cart, it's not stealing.
2: No, they don't return it. They like they break into the little thing and oh, take the money well, yeah, out. Yeah, that's stealing. Yeah, that's stealing. No, they leave the cart in the in the, the the parking lot and then they turn around and go, "Look at all these carts. This is a problem. I'll fix it." And then they create a, a cart program. But they got fired before they were able to do that.
0: Well, I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek escalation.
2: We're not going to see that.
0: But their actions will have consequences. They turn out to be true, and they turned out to be true. So I responded directly and proportionally to Russia's interference in our elections and the cyber attacks on our government and our business. They did both. Of these things and I told them we would respond and we have we can also cooperate with what with
2: what what did they respond with
1: so Joe Biden you know the 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 leader of the left the leader of the anti-war
2: peace-loving left is there is no there is no more anti-war peace-loving certainly not in the Democratic Party
1: um he is calling out China the world's largest and strongest military, and Russia, who we could probably beat Russia in a war right now. It would not be a short war. It would be a very long war. And who knows, unless China joined them, uh, what the end result would actually be. He is currently calling out two of our biggest, longest-running enemies of the United States. And at what end? At what end? Where is... He says that we're, not gonna come, we're, that we're gonna pull out of Afghanistan in September 11th of this year. Afghanistan is exceptionally close to Russia. Why do you think he wants to wait so long? It's not because of he has some plan to pull everybody out. It's because he knows that he needs that area to put people later for whenever something could happen. And he is gonna hold out until then to do this.
2: Well, and I mean, there was already a negotiated withdrawal of Afghanistan. It was supposed to be May 1st. That's what the U.S. government and the Taliban agreed to, was that the U.S. government would leave on or before May 1st. That was negotiated by the Trump administration. Biden comes in and out of nowhere, unilaterally says, well, actually, we're staying till September 11th. Some arbitrary date based on the fact of a terrorist attack that happened there uh, that happened in the U.S., uh, what, uh, uh, 20, uh, 20 years ago, why that would be the date, why you wouldn't just stick with the actual agreed upon date and instead go four and a half months later when the Taliban has already said, if, if troops are still here past May 1st, we're going to start fighting back again. And they're going to use that as a pretext to stay in Afghanistan indefinitely.
1: And then, and also, this is also at the same time that he's building up all of his talks against Russia, talking about Russia needs to not do this with the Ukraine. Russia needs to back off the Ukraine. We will not take any of Russia's malarkey on the border of Ukraine. And, um, um, and come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. look, look, this is, this is Russia. Russia's got a problem. And we, they, they need, they're on the border of the Ukraine decanes and they got the, 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 you know, you know, you know, the, you know,
2: you know, know. the thing, they got
1: the thing, you know, the thing, the excrement or excitement. The, the,
3: the, 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 um,
2: I mean, sometimes you got to look at someone like Vladimir Putin and you got to say when you, when you look and then you got to tell, well, come on, well, come, any, on well, come on, well, anyway, come
0: on. Look, anyway, anyway. I was kneeling down to talk to her, so I could look her in the eye.
2: This didn't happen. She looked at me,
0: she said, my dad has changed the world.
2: That did not happen.
0: Well, after the conviction of George Floyd's murderer, we can see how right she was, if, if we have the courage to act as a Congress.
2: Stop treating George Floyd like a martyr. He is not. He did not sacrifice his life for justice. He was a murder victim. George Floyd did not. He is not the the second coming of Christ who said, oh, let me give my life for the Democratic Party. George Floyd was arrested and then killed or he was detained and then killed.
1: Maxine Waters right there uh, is one of the reasons that an appeal is going to happen in that
2: case. Yeah, yeah. If Derek Chauvin ends ends up having a successful appeal, it will be because of Maxine Waters.
0: Americans, we have to come together to rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve. To root out systemic racism in our criminal justice system.
2: He's not Coming talking
0: about who it, who wrote the 1994 crime in George Floyd's name.
1: That passed largest, the House already. The bill put the of, I know Republicans uh, have their own ideas. And, men behind of- bars. and behind him, on his right, your left. On his uh, right, yeah. Yeah, his right, your left, is somebody who put away more black men in the state of California than anybody in the history of the entire state. And yep. he's going to talk about s- systemic racism and how we need to fight it now. Where was he in 1994? Where was Kamala Harris before she got to the Senate? They were putting they were putting black men behind bars and laughing about it.
2: Yep. yeah. I mean, if you want to talk what about Joe Biden, you want, want to talk want about... To yeah, systemic racism. You're looking at one of the architects of systemic racism in the 20, 20th century. Uh, the, the, the 1994... What's that?
1: the architect and the enforcer
2: yeah the architect and behind him is enforcer exactly what the 1994 crime bill the 1984 crime bill you're looking at the man who was uh one of the who was the chair of the foreign relations committee at the time when the cia was selling crack cocaine in predominantly black communities to fund their u.s government sponsored terror groups in central america he would like you to know he's very upset about systemic racism. Now, you'll notice he didn't actually talk about the reasons why these things are happening. The war on drugs, qualified immunity, civil asset forfeiture, the 1033 military surplus program, which he is ramping up to record numbers. Even Black Lives Matter came out and said, Joe Biden's giving more military equipment to police departments around the country than any president before him, including Trump. And he's going to sit there and have the audacity to talk about ending systemic racism. This is one of the single most responsible men, uh, responsible people for systemic racism. And again, right behind him is someone that at least twice that we know of put innocent black men on death row for murders that she had evidence they didn't commit. But they're going to end systemic racism by not actually talking about what the solutions are or the fact that they're the ones who made it as bad as bad as it is and how we can actually fix these things, the actual solutions to it because if they actually provided the solution, then the people wouldn't just be pissed off all the time. If instead you make the problem, something that can't be fixed like racism, because there are always going to be racists out there. And you say, well, the problem is racism and we're going to have to fight racism. What that means is the problem is something that's never, ever, ever going away. So just be really angry about it. Definitely don't think there's a solution to it because there is not. And this bill is mostly about giving additional funding to police departments in exchange for less accountability outside of government agencies. It creates a government agency to to keep these these groups accountable. But there's no actual civilian oversight. It's just now getting buried information that used to be publicly available or is currently publicly available will now only be available to this government organization, which totally will protect you.
0: Thank you. Go. I need not tell anyone this, but gun violence has become an epidemic in America. Here we go. The flag at the White House was still flying at half-mast for the eight victims of the mass shooting in Georgia when 10 more lives were taken in a mass shooting in Colorado. And in the week in between those two events, 250 other Americans were shot dead in the streets of America.
2: The organization that is responsible for Thousands of deaths a year here and around the globe would like you to know that you should not be able to own a medium game hunting rifle. Because someone who doesn't care what the law is, is going to kill people with it. This is the uh, the the and I'm not a fan of these types of analogies, but it is very analogous to saying cut off your penis to end rape because other people who also have penises who don't care that it's against a law of rape, someone are raping people.
1: You know, it, and it's, if if we only had a good example of somebody who dis, just ignored the law uh, in order to get a weapon that they weren't legally allowed to have, like somebody who had a felony that didn't disclose it on their application to buy a gun and ended up getting the gun. That is if a felonious, if only. And uh, oh, if only. Hunter, Hunter Biden
2: Did not disclose
1: that he had a felony on his gun uh, application from two years ago.
2: Guns don't kill people. Hunter Biden (laughs)
0: killed. The buyers of these ghost gun kits aren't required to pass any background check. Anyone from a criminal or terrorist could buy this kit and within 30 minutes have a weapon that's lethal no more. And I'll do everything in my power to protect the American people from this epidemic of gun violence, but it's time for Congress to act as well.
2: You'll notice that everything is called an epidemic now. Everything. Everything. Well, not government corruption or, or uh, 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 rampant misuse of power or, uh, or you know, uh, uh, unaccountability for government officials and agents. That's, that's just a thing that... that race bait to instead. But, but this type of stuff is definitely an epidemic, even though decade over decade, gun violence continues to go down. Murder continues to go down. And gun violence, of course, as we know, is in the highest in the places where guns aren't allowed. And people go, yeah, but that's, that's because criminals have them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely why it is. It's definitely because criminals have them. And because people who are law abiding do not have them, which means they're reliant on the police departments that they don't trust to protect them. I wonder why it's so bad there. We should definitely make that the way it is everywhere, especially since every mass shooting happens in a place where guns aren't allowed. When you can show me a mass shooting that happens at a gun show or at a, uh, a firing at a shooting competition uh, or something like that, if you can show me where, where there's a mass amount of people with guns, that there's also a mass shooting. Then we can talk about how this is going to uh, uh, restrict gun violence, especially when now they're saying we need to go after untraceable guns. Well, not so much because they're untraceable,
1: they're Untraceable.
2: They're kind of untraceable. That's why they call them untraceable. Because you can't trace them. Because they're untraceable. It's going to be hard to trace untraceable guns. Since they're untraceable. I'm just going to look back to the.
0: More over immigration. For more than 30 years, politicians have talked about immigration reform, and we've done nothing about it. It's time to fix it. Especially you. On day one of yeah, my presidency. I you kept were, my commitments to like the Comprehensive Immigration in the United States Congress. If you believe we need to secure the border, pass it because it has a lot of money for high-tech border security.
2: Remember when you were told that there wasn't going to be another another mile or inch or whatever metric he gave of the wall built and it said we found out that he has actually expanded and accelerated the building of the wall or when he said he was going to stop putting kids in cages, uh, but now there are more. This guy right here, this Zodiac killer right here, he put out a video showing record numbers of people living on the floor in these camps and cages uh, that under Joe Biden. So uh, if there is anyone, he is uh, more responsible for kids being put in cages Just in the last hundred days, than Donald Trump was in the last year plus. Who
1: built the cages, Joe? Who built the cages? Who
2: built the cages, Joe? Who
1: built the cages, Joe? Now we can just say, who packed the cages, Joe? Who packed them? Who packed packed the the
2: cages? Who created the conditions for the migrant surge in the first place? The reason that all these people are coming here isn't to get free stuff. It's not even to get jobs. It's to escape the political violence that's being created by CIA-sponsored narco-terrorists that are taking over Central America after decades of the war on drugs, empowering these cartels to the point where they're taking over entire countries and culling the population of anyone who doesn't support them. And so these people are fleeing for their lives, literally, to get away from it. And then they come come here— and the, the, the uh, immigrant uh, dignity respecting Democrats, uh, you know, who, who say immigrants welcome are shoving them into the camps that they built and new camps that are being built while they turn around and go, there's a crisis on the border and we need surprise, surprise, more funding. We don't need to end the war on drugs that these cartels die and these people can take their countries back. We don't need to end the war on migration so these smuggling cartels fall apart and people can just come here if they'd like to come here and not have to work with criminal organizations to be able to set foot here. No, we need more money to continue to expand the problem that created this in the first place.
0: And throughout our history, the country supports immigration reform. We should act. Let's argue over it. Let's debate it. Let's act. Haven't you been we truly want us restore and to restore the soul of America.
2: We need to. What's that?
0: He's like the country wants
1: immigration reform. Let's argue about it. Let's debate. Hasn't that been going on for thirty years and nothing's happened? Nothing has happened.
2: Yep. It's actually it's probably closer to forty years at this point that nothing's been happening. This was a flashpoint back when Ronald Reagan was running for the Republican nomination in nineteen eighty. This guy here has been in the Senate since 1973. He has been... And he wasn't just some, you know, bit player in the Senate. He was one of the leaders in the Senate. It wasn't out of nothing that Barack Obama picked someone that had been calling him. Finally, we got a clean black guy running for president that he would pick someone who would basically uh, backhand insulted him in his his race while he ran for. He picked Joe Biden because he was one of the most powerful people in the Senate. That's why he picked Joe Biden to be the vice president. And as one of the most powerful people in the Senate, this man right here created the conditions for... Every problem that we're facing right now, but especially when it comes to immigration, both with the war on drugs and the war on migration. This is the guy who would gleefully talk about the fact that if you come here and you don't have your papers in place, we're going to throw you in a cage. We're going to send you back to the furthest reach of the country that you came from. He used to, you know, now that, you know, the political winds has shifted and his party can't be that anymore. Now he's got to be he has to act like an SJW about it. Now he'll say, oh, immigrants welcome. And, you know, no, no room for hate in this country. Well, at least there's no hate in his camps.
1: Yeah, I was going to say there's no room for immigrants in this country or there's no room to not allow immigrant like he was saying there's no room for immigrants in this country. He's still saying that but uh, he's letting them in. He's just keeping them all confined to very tiny areas uh, packed in like sardines at the border.
2: In a in a cage if you will. In a great right. Or I'm sorry, they're shelters now. It's Now it's a shelter. A shelter is something that you choose to go to for a set period of time and then leave once things are safe. When you're forced into something, that's called like a prison or a camp or a cage or something else. It's not, it's really not good. It's certainly not a shelter.
0: Days together, we've acted to restore people's faith in democracy to deliver. We're vaccinating the nation. We're creating hundreds of thousands of new jobs.
2: If you did a poll right now on public confidence in democracy, what do you where do you where do you think that is? You think it's high? This dog doesn't.
3: <laughs> I Man, I'm imagine. glad that dog
2: didn't bark during Kennedy.
1: I have so I have no clue. Obviously, no clue on what this stat would be. But if you were to take a poll right now, of how much faith whether how do you view democracy in a good way or good light bad light that's it those those are your two options i am willing to say 30% or less say good light
2: well, let's take a very—I—that's I, probably right. I would say probably roughly the same number that approves of Congress right now. So probably in the high teens, low twenties, maybe i I'd say thirties the ceiling at the very right. least. Yeah, it's Sean Orton says ten percent. Well, let's hear it. I mean, we have a we have a scientific poll going on here in the comments. Let's uh, let's let's hear from y'all. Who who here has uh, confidence in our in our democracy? And it's ours because it's forced on us, of course, um, making it ours. That's not an abuse. That's not abusive gaslighting, by the way, to tell, tell you that something's yours because you have to use it and you're forced to its whims making it yours. That's definitely not gaslighting.
0: Think about America, not because I'm president, because of what's happening with the American people. We've stared into the abyss of insurrection and autocracy, pandemic and pain, and we the people did not flinch.
2: Was he talking about the autocracy of the lockdowns and telling everyone whether they could go outside or not? Or he meant, the, he meant the mean tweets? He meant the mean tweets. He meant the mean tweets, yeah. We did. We steered into the abyss of mean tweets.
0: Position us to win the competition of the 21st century on our way to a union more perfect, more prosperous, and more just as one people, one nation, and one America. Folks... As I told every world leader I've ever met with over the years, it's never, ever, ever been a good bet to bet against America, and it still isn't. We're the United States of America. There's not a single thing.
2: So just blatant nationalism now. It's like, it is incredible to watch it's oh, easy quick. to be a Republican. Go ahead.
1: Before, from this shot right there that you could see, somebody yeah. in the comments said, this can't be Joe Biden because he's not staring at a teleprompter. There's actually two teleprompters. They are yeah. see-through. They are on either side of that stage. Um, yep. I wanted to point them out at any point when they showed them. Um, I don't remember who it was in the comments that said it. But yes, if you looked in that shot that was just showing, you could see both of yeah, the teleprompters on either
3: yep.
1: side and kind of tilted in. And he, he was just going from one side to the other side, one side to the other side, and he was just reading. And when one would go dark, he would switch to the other one because that made him give eye contact to the room. Um, so no, uh, Joe Biden still could not make it through a speech without a teleprompter. Um, I don't think any president has really stood up there without one. Um,
2: yeah, so I mean that's. I mean let's 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 be clear. As someone who gives half hour and forty five minute long speeches uh, without a script or teleprompter if you want to go up there and give exact wording you've got to have a script or a teleprompter i mean like unless you are a, unless you've been you know, practicing this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and have the sharpest mind possible. And, and even then you'll have some deviation from the exact script. Uh, you've got to have a teleprompter, but I mean, this man lives on a teleprompter, but imagine this is why, you know, again, and I'm not naming any specific person, but when people go, Oh, well, this person got elected for office, we should definitely, you know, give them the top of the mantle for the libertarian party. Did they get elected as a libertarian or did they do this? Did they get elected as a Republican? where they got endless funding and they could just give platitudes and they could just step in front of a teleprompter and they could just you know say the same tired thing over and over again and basically use the cheat codes to get to office. Because if it's this, hey, great job. And hopefully you did some good stuff while you were there. But I respect this a lot less than I respect people who work hard every single day because this ain't hard work. This is just being a puppet. This is being a mannequin with a bunch of people in the sidelines that bought and paid for you to be in office programming what that teleprompter says for you to say, all you got to do is say it pretty.
1: And for anybody who watches my show, you found out that I used to be a puppeteer. I was a much better
2: puppeteer than whoever is controlling Joe
1: Biden. Yeah, no, Um, he
2: is not. There's not fluid motion there at all.
1: It's, it's very rigid. You need to, you got to make it look alive. Um, Somebody in the comments said how Biden is stealing quotes from Palpatine's Senate speech. And yes, yes, uh, that, that comment made me laugh so hard. Um, but yes, uh, Joe Biden, the, the plagiarizer who let the, the honorable, the honorable president who is bringing honor and trust back to our White House was kicked out of the 1988 race for plagiarizing he hasn't gotten better. He has not gotten better. No, nope. everything that he used to believe he, he was against busing, which I was also
2: against busing, but for completely different reasons. Uh, Are he, we doing was, the busing thing? Do the busing thing. No,
1: I'm not doing the busing thing. He was against busing because he didn't want his children to grow up in a racial jungle.
2: Racial jungle. It. Yep, exactly.
1: I was against I'm against busing because that's the government making a problem worse for minorities. Um, yes.
2: Yeah, no, he was against busing because his Dixiecrat friends in the Senate were also against busing, and he was trying to be this what J- Joe Biden of the early '70s when he came in, he's in Delaware now. Delaware back then was considered part of the Atlantic East slash Mid South. Okay, so you had Delaware, Maryland, yeah. Virginia. The demographics were a lot different, and he saw himself as the negotiator, the linchpin between the Northeast Democrats and 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 Western Democrats and Midwest Democrats. And the old wing Southern Dixiecrats who were losing their influence in, in politics because the Republicans were kind of growing in, in, in numbers and taking over their routine in the, in the South. And so he was that linchpin between them. And he was very much uh, pro rolling back integration reform. He was very much pro rolling back the restrictions on the uh, ending Jim Crow. Uh, again, he is the man who said unironically that he worried about his children growing up in a racial jungle. And that meant exactly what you think it meant. And then every single policy he has implemented in the past several decades make perfect sense. If there were, if you look at them from the prism through the prism of what would someone who's afraid of their children being around black people do?
1: You don't even have to look at his policies. Look at some of the things that he has said over yep. in the last hell you can go over the last five uh eight years ten years yeah you can look at some of the things he said you can't walk into a 7-eleven in delaware anymore unless you speak indian uh he did not the quote you said about obama was really close he changed a few of those you changed a few of those words because one of the words he used started with n and ended in grow um yep. and uh He said that black people and minorities can't get on the Internet. They don't know how to get on the Internet. He is going to get rid of menthol cigarettes because it hurts black people. As if that's not the racist, most racist shit he has said this week.
2: Yeah. Joe Biden, January 31st, 2007. So this wasn't something from this because people, oh, well, that was in the 80s. That's okay. Okay, yeah, no, it's great to be kind of... Clean, adjacent in the 80s. Right. But this is 2007 referring to Barack Obama. I mean, you've got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. You've got the first black guy who isn't a dirty, stupid idiot is basically, Oh, who's ugly too. Is basically what he said there. Yeah. The first one. That was 2007. And again, when you look at his policies, suddenly they start to make sense when that's how you look at people that don't look like you. That's how your war policy looks. That's how your drug policy looks. That's how your gun policy looks. We talk about how the war on drugs disproportionately affects communities of color, which it absolutely does. It even more disproportionately, the war on guns, even more disproportionately affects communities of color. Black men are less likely than white men to own weapons, and they're seven times more likely to go to prison for it, and their sentences are around seven to eight times higher when they're convicted compared to white men. And yet they are actually less likely to own a firearm. You can thank Joe Biden for that. Who built those policies, Joe? Who built the war on drugs, Joe? Who built the war on guns, Joe? Who built the war on migration, Joe? Who built the war on terror, Joe? Who built the 1994 crime bill, Joe? Who built the 1995 and 1996 anti-terrorism bill, Joe? Who built the 1984 crime bill, Joe? Who has said his entire life has telegraphed his fear of his children being around people of color, Joe, who has done nothing but pander and play to people's racial fears. Even today, Joe, Who has looked at a group of people who were out in the streets protesting against police brutality and told them, I'm going to give you a black woman for vice president? She's one of the most brutal uh, prosecutors everywhere, anywhere. But she was a black woman who did that, Joe, who met with civil rights groups a matter of days after he was elected, before he was even uh, uh, inaugurated, met with civil rights groups and told them to, quote, exact quote, to hell with y'all, Joe Who did that? You did that. Maybe you'll say that in your State of the Union, if you're ever going to give one of those, because this certainly wasn't that. Apparently, this wasn't that.
1: This definitely was not the State of the Union. This was. And can we just talk really quick? These people are the ones who are they're saying if you get vaccinated, you know, things will change once you get vaccinated. Seventy percent of Congress has been vaccinated. They are still standing well they were much further
2: than six feet apart. yeah they were they were much closer than six feet there
1: you think they were cl- i think they were further apart they had like nine people in there
2: oh i no, i just mean now when they're like yeah no sitting and just sitting yeah they were like a good nine ten feet away from each other yeah, they were
1: so far away from each other they were all masked ted cruz included who said he wasn't going to do it anymore um but they were all like 10 you know 10 15 feet apart and they've all been vaccinated and they're going to say, oh, all you have to do is get vaccinated and everything's going to go back to normal. That's it. That's all you need to do. And he said it at the beginning. Everybody go out and get vaccinated. Everybody go out and get vaccinated. And it hasn't changed for them. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were vaccinated in January or in December or January, December or January. So was Nancy Pelosi. Yet they're all masked up. They're all messed up. They're all sitting there. Nothing will change because this is how this is how they control you. This is how they own you. What they're going to do is on top of, we didn't hear a lot of it. I was reading a lot of it throughout the day. Um, he's going to have the $1.8 trillion child care bill, which is going to include STEMI checks for anybody with children, uh, for anybody with children monthly. And it's a minimum of $250 per children. This is what he is going to attempt to do. So if you've got two kids, 500, three kids, 750, he is going to make it where... It is more feasible for you to stay at home and live off of the government. And he's just going to continue giving more money away, more money away, raising the debt, raising the debt, raising the debt. And don't get me, don't get us wrong. Donald Trump was going to do something. Oh, yeah. No,
2: Trump would have done all of this and he would have done the red MAGA version of this, the blue MAGA. Like, it it doesn't matter.
1: Yes. Um, But no matter what, he is going to continue to spend money and he is going to make it harder and harder for people to want to go back to work. I'm certain many of you have seen it. Here in Florida, in this area, there's a group called Casper's Company and they own a ton of McDonald's around here. Um, They were paying people $50 to show up to an interview because they cannot get people to, to show up to work because nobody wants to because they can continue getting free money at home. They were paying them 50 bucks to show up to an interview. That's not going away. Why would you... Go do a job for fifteen bucks an hour. If you can get paid thirteen bucks an hour, sitting at home doing absolutely nothing.
2: Exactly. I I, no. I absolutely would. would. Especially after a year of of barely being able to get by because you can't work and because you know all of your opportunities have been robbed of you. I don't blame people for doing that, but it's also a great way to destroy the economy in the in the process. Here is the reality: Joe Biden and all the people in that room created the policies that we're facing now or the consequences that came from the policies that we're facing now. And that's not going to end until we kick them out of office and replace them with people who recognize that they are the problem. Too much power has been robbed from you and put in the hands of far too few people. And they have used that power to rob you of everything else that you have, your freedom, your money, your ability to get by in life, your ability to thrive and to prosper. And they've used it to hand off to the cronies who put them in office. And until we kick them out of office and put people in office who take all that power and freedom and money and put it back in your hands where it always belonged, this is going to continue and it's going to worsen. And it doesn't matter whether you've got blue MAGA in there, red MAGA in there, or purple MAGA for that matter, some other party coming and doing the same thing, until we get people in office who recognize that if government is even to exist, it should only exist to protect the lives and rights and the property of the people, and that's it things will continue to get worse. So let's get to it. Let's, in, let's get involved in our communities. Let's show them that our ideas work the best. Let's show them that we care more than the people that pretend to care. Let's show them how our ideas work. Let's get people elected in races across this country and show them what libertarian governance looks like. And then let's take back the power. Now. <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah, so a, a, bunch, a bunch of people in the comments are saying this was all a plan to get people dependent on the state, um, strip of their jobs and create dependency. Yeah. Yes. 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 This, I don't think that they foresaw a pandemic as the way to do it. I thought they thought I think that they thought it was going to be a much longer process. But that was a goal that they had was for more people to be dependent on the state. They would rely on government for everything. And the people who are working, the people who are out there making a difference every day, the people who are going to work, who even, you know, even people who aren't making a difference every day, but are just out there contributing to society, um, they would become the pariahs. You would need to tax them. You would need to make it where they eventually, some way, somehow had to rely on government. And that way, nobody would be able to live uh, without government intervention in their lives.
2: Exactly. And that's what we see now. We see a bunch of people who their main concern is making sure that you feel like you need them. That's why they've ruined education. That way they, they, you can, they can say, well, the problem is we're not starting early enough and finishing late enough. No, the problem is you took something and ruined it. You took away our ability to actually be able to to be able to fix this. Um, you know, and it's again, it's not going to it's not going to change until we get these clowns out of office. So let's get to it right now don't stop watching the show like wait till the show is over then let's get to it so matt you have uh tomorrow night on the writer's block you have a you have a a special guest tell us about tell us about your guest tomorrow night
1: i do i have uh angela mccardle coming on tomorrow um she is running for the libertarian party chair national chair um -hmm. and member of the mises caucus very excited to have her on um can't wait to uh, talk to her about what she sees, what her issue is with the current setup of the Libertarian Party and to see how she plans on fixing it. Um, very interested in hearing her thoughts on these things. Um, yeah. How was and your then, show yesterday? I have not had a chance to watch it.
2: Uh, my show, my fellow I know it's usually we talk about I who's going to be next on my I know I'm all screwed up because we this yeah, show is on Wednesday.
1: On your show. Like, I saw, like, the first 40 seconds
2: of it. And yeah, saying, yeah, yeah.
1: This Wednesday, the 27th. Wednesday,
2: tonight. the 27th. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know, because it's it's always Wednesday. Hey, welcome to my show. Every episode has been on Wednesday, except last week. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a great guest. I had Seth Stoughton on, who was... Uh, so, everyone, go and watch that after this, or listen to that if you're listening on your your podcasting stuff. Um, Seth Stoughton, who was okay. the... Not yet.
1: Can't listen to it yet.
2: Well, hopefully, once this is up. <laughs> so Seth Stoughton, uh, he was uh, actually one of the expert witnesses in the Derek Chauvin trial. He is a law professor at University of South Carolina. He is also an expert in uh in police use of force he actually was a police officer for many years and uh is now an expert in use of force and we had a really good conversation about how the war on drugs and victimless crimes uh the use of police to raise revenue uh the uh warlike footing of the the, the posturing of police departments and police unions has led to this adversarial aspect of police just increasingly becoming an a force against us instead of what originally they were intended to be in many communities uh which was to basically be a social welfare arm that also had law enforcement aspects um and that that has you know mayberry RFd has turned into the freaking you know SWAT teams that we see now that are are you know driving around like they're like they're occupying a war zone and and how that leads to and how that coupled with uh, immunity and lack of accountability for people in government including police officers has led to the perfect storm for things like police brutality and and abuse of, and misuse of force so it was a really good conversation and and uh, hope to have him back in the future because we just could. I mean, we had an, I had an hour with him, and we could barely scratch the surface of all the stuff that has uh, that has led to this. But it was a pretty incredible conversation.
3: Nice.
1: Sounds sounds good.
2: Sounds and nice. to that end, I'm going to be in Ohio uh, on Monday. I'm actually going to be there on Sunday and Monday. But on Monday, I will be giving a press conference. I'll be leading a press conference at the State House in Columbus, Ohio, uh, with the Accountability Now Ohio group, which is comprised of the Libertarian Party of Ohio, the Heartbeat Movement, and many other police accountability groups within uh, the state of Ohio. We are going to be talking about a, uh, a resolution that's being introduced to end qualified immunity and hold bad actors in government accountable, uh, and to talk about what our next steps are for that. Uh, so I'm really happy to be in Ohio to do that and uh then you can join us right back here next week right here but on tuesday normal time normal muddied time normal muddied place and time i already said time for the muddy waters of freedom where matt right and i are going to parse through the six days events that happened prior because it was on wednesday and i was on tuesday so it's not a full week but it's six days i mean it's a most of a week
1: Man, there was it's so most much stuff me. in the news over the last week. I was like, a oh, a
2: that's like, true. It's actually, yeah, it'll be more than a week because we didn't really cover anything from last week. So, yeah.
3: No. Yeah.
2: It's going to be like a okay. week and a half that we're covering uh, this next Tuesday right here. Same muddy place or usual muddy place. Same muddy time. 8 p.m. right here on Muddy Waters Media. Matt, if someone were to look for Muddy Waters. Nine. What's that?
0: You started at
2: 9 today. Totally different place and time. Totally different place. Tuesday time. at eight. This was a mis- this was a this was a one-off. Don't use this as a guidestone for when we do our show.
3: Uh.
2: Matt. Matt, if someone real quick, if someone were to start were to try to find us on the internet, how can is that how?
1: getting more and more possible every day. Um, <laughs> if you are one of the old school listeners who just enjoy listening to the sweet, sultry,
3: dulcet tones of our... Stulcet. Hi. Dulcet. Hi there. Tones of our man's... dulcet, voices.
1: You can go down to
3: Anchor, anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. In there, go to Anchor. listen to all of the audio. <laughs> You can also listen to it. All of all it. If you're podcasting platforms. Anywhere we <laughs> do podcasting. Can, but if you go to anchor.fm slash Muddy waters, you would yes. be able to leave us messages that we will play yes. on the air on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Usually. Our at our regular
1: time. That's what we normally do, but we didn't do that because Joe Biden was talking. Right, Which
3: isn't Wednesdays we will do that. It's Tuesdays at 8 And yes. you can leave us messages And if you are yes. so inclined You can donate to us And you don't have to donate To have your messages right No there. you don't, don't You don't have to do that But we will love you a little bit We will more. definitely love you more if you do that I will No, so much more than i do you want to be loved more america that's right i think that can happen you could be loved the way that we love jack casey and kenneth evil and other people that i don't have pulled up on my screen right now i can pull them up real quick so we can say who we love more than who we currently love the people that this is who this is a list of the people that we love the most because they give us money Justin Mickelson, Jack Casey, Zachary Martin, Zach. Joshua McHose, Joshua Kenneth Ebel, Sean Sparkman, Sean. James, e. Lee, James E. Lee, Dan, e. E. Lee, Dan, e. E. Dan. Faust, Jennifer Morrison, G- Jack Casey again, Jeff Dubois, <laughs> Andrea O'Donnell, Kenneth Ebel again, We Love Them Both Twice, Meg Jones, and Billy Beers for Texas. That's who we love more than anyone Anyone else that we love. Well, we also love Adam Wags who gave money to... That sent those money. Yes, anyone who's giving... Adam Weggs and
2: others, Judith Rudner. Oh, by the way, I want to say... that uh, Ju- Judith Rudner gave a comment. She actually left some money too. And I certainly don't want to yeah,
1: miss. I, I saw it in... We were in the middle of it.
2: And I was Judith Ruder says, Matt and Spike, your commentary on Muddy Waters Media is the only reason I watch any of this triggering waste of time presidential address to Congress. Thank you, Judith.
3: We love Judith, too. We love Judith. Judith is very active
1: in the me. We, we love create. you, Judith. And you, you can find this in every other yes. episode at MuddyWatersMedia.com.
2: Well, that settles it. I'm going on that website right in a minute.
3: I Folks. I all over myself.
2: <laughs> it's supposed to go to us but thank you um f- god folk thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the muddy waters of freedom we'll see you next week at a regular time tuesday at 8 p.m have a great weekend oh and if you're in columbus ohio come on out and see me i'd love to see you and uh we will see you next week and where we're going you don't need roads